0: Hello and welcome to For Your Reconsideration, the filmic equivalent of the Well of Souls, where we cob in old movies to see if they have a hidden core of goodness to survive, or whether they'll just be melted up like a load of filmic fascists and exposed as the ne'er-do-wells they really are. <laughs> I've really butchered both this intro and the classic film Rages of the Lost Ark.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How are you boys? Oh, good, thanks. Oh, so much better now. I'm just trying to place the reference. Just...
0: I know. I lost. It. I lost everything. I didn't even say your names. It's Simon and James. How are you, boys? <laughs> are you both well? Yeah. Good. Yes. Good. Thank you. How are you Rob? I'm extremely well, thank you. Good. Uh, all the better for seeing you both, because we're a little bit late, aren't we? We're a little okay. bit late on our on our schedule. We've had to take a, a week break, and it's because the industry came knocking, didn't it, Simon?
1: It's all my fault. It's all totally. <laughs> I was going to say it's not your fault, but then I, I named you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've had two weeks of dealing with very um, neurotic creatives uh, <sighs> making me make stupid changes to their bloody award videos. So it's award season in films. It's also award season in Adland. So everyone's trying to get out there like for your consideration videos to the, all the panels. It's just a big circle jerk, really. And you just, like, oh fuck's sake! <laughs> Who cares if the colours? <laughs> black instead of white like just it's fine just just go with it it doesn't matter (laughs) if the font needs to move over 10 pixels no one gives a shit (laughs) they've already voted they're voting for their mates again again yeah (laughs) it's such a crock of shit such a crock of shit. Um, but yes, it's uh, finally managed to have an, an evening free after two weeks of, of late nights. <laughs> so oh, um, bless it's great you, to see bless you guys and talk about things I like rather than terrible products I have to sell. <laughs> 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 I love
0: the honesty and it's lovely to be with you both. Um, I would imagine that means that you haven't had much time to watch much stuff then, Sai, but um, I, will, I will extend the question to you both. What have you been watching since we last got together?
2: Uh, not for the first time in 2021, I found myself watching and enjoying a Jerry Butler movie. This is quite, <laughs> oh, this is quite the turn up for the themes. books
1: in 2021, <laughs> to be
2: So the film is Den of Thieves, and it's essentially an uber macho version of Heat, with a little bit of the town and the usual suspects thrown in for good measure. I just love that the writer and director basically saw Heat and went, no, nah, we can make this more manly. Because that's essentially I mean, what I, it is.
0: He was quite a macho film in the first place.
3: <laughs>
2: this is incredible, honestly. <laughs> it's arguably the most derivative film I've ever seen, but it's all really slickly put together. The main heist is pretty smart, and Jerry's performance is absolutely insane. Like, so insane that if this was made 10 years earlier, Nick Cage would have been perfect casting for that role. <laughs> oh, my word. Is,
1: is that is 50 Cent in that? Oh, I, yeah, and O'Shea Jackson. What? Yeah, I I recall seeing it on the side of a bus. (laughs) I'd be like, I'm not going to watch that.
0: Goodness (laughs) me. It
2: It
1: was dumped out in
2: January in 2018. Oh, I, I dug it. It's almost like, uh, you know, that studio, The Asylum, who put out like the knockoff version of the latest releases on the yeah. same day. <laughs> it's like it's like one of those, but with a proper budget where everyone is really doing their best. I'm loving this Jerry Butler reconna- uh, <laughs> Renaissance I've got going Recon- on at Recon- the moment.
1: Reconnaissance! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, that works as well. You are doing the yeah, some yeah, reconnaissance.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a, I've got a Jerry Butler. Um, boner boner <laughs> yes uh but in addition to that i've also got a submarine movie starring him and gary oldman on my uh on my I'm dvr so to James. fire up so yeah he's, he's, he's becoming my van Dam, like a husky scottish van damme <laughs> oh brilliant but I, I i think so and there's another one i want to shout out and i want to put something slightly different forward so that I doesn't come across that I'm just insanely into meat-headed action movies. (laughs) I'm
0: making a career out of it, James. Oh, I know, yeah. I mean,
2: uh, just on Dead of Thieves, that is proper pod fodder. That will be back at some point. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Another film I got to see while we've been off uh, is I got the chance to see the Oscar-nominated film Minari before its full release here in the UK. So this stars Stephen Yen And it's a lovely little uh, film in which a Korean family starts a farm in 1980s Arkansas. Oh, wow. And it's really,
1: really nice. Oh, nice.
2: It's an intimate story told with a massive amount of heart and boasts strong performances across the board, Uh, particularly in the case of this child actor, uh, Alan S. Kim, who gives one of the best child performances I've seen in some time. It's just really wholesome, gorgeously shot. Uh, and it's just a really nice drama about family and the pursuit of the American dream. I, I enjoyed it very much, and it's it's rightfully got some awards recognition because it's nice. It, it's about a Korean family, so the ninety percent of the dialogue is is in Korean, but it's an American film, mm. so it's so it's set in Arkansas in the nineteen eighties, and I, I just loved it. I thought it was a really really lovely film. So definitely one to check out. When it uh, when it finally gets released
1: in April. Oh,
2: that's wicked, man. Nice.
1: Awesome. What about you, Sai? Yeah, well you you were right, Rob. I, I haven't watched that much at all because I've just not had time to watch it. Like, you know, I haven't had time to reserve four hours to watch Justice League. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, usually I would this time of year I would do that sort of annual catch up with all the Oscar nominations, but I just haven't haven't had time yet. So I'm looking forward to doing that next week. I did manage to finish married at first sight Australia which is a huge relief <laughs> and were you satisfied? and I'm so glad those horrible horrible people are out of my life forever it's just <laughs> fucking abysmal you're away. you could have you could have turned it off at any point just so no we well know. yeah I was, I was into it I had to finish it me and Simon had to see this through to the bitter end had Rob. to see this through <laughs> you know the end of Shawshank Redemption when he comes out of the tunnel of shit and just stands under the rain because <laughs> That's how I felt when the when our final episode finished. <laughs> Wading through shit to get to the really unsatisfying finale.
0: <laughs> I really want this on the series poster, please. A quote from
2: FYR. <laughs> oh god, it's a fucking horrible program. Did you have some Thomas Newman playing in the background? <laughs>
1: did he he not do the score for married at first (laughs) sight just a slight break from hollywood a sideways step oh god horrible (laughs) horrible people um yes i'm so glad that's finished but like curiously the films i did watch i watched the first two maleficent movies on disney plus oh cool I really enjoyed them. Like, surprisingly so, just really like them. Um, I thought it was going to be just a sort of prequel thing where it was like, oh, this is how she became the villainous Maleficent from the Sleeping Beauty we all know. But it wasn't. It was like a, no, this is the real story. What you were told was a lie because of X, Y and Z. I just thought it was a really good spin on it, and I really enjoyed it. I really liked Angelina Jolie's cottony accent as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. It's it's just yeah. I um I've not seen the second one, but the
0: first one I really liked. I thought the effects were good in it as well.
1: Yeah, no, I, it's just I think it was one of those where you know it, it's not without its faults, obviously, but mm. I was very surprised how much I was into it. The second one's not as good, but the second half of it's like. A frigging episode of Game of Thrones it's just brutal (laughs) really I was watching it go like this is not for kids oh the first
0: one yes yeah it's insane
1: well the second one in particular is oh really oh god it's carnage a lot of people (laughs) die a lot of people die (laughs) in gruesome ways it's yeah it's it's brutal but um yeah I mean I I do need to catch up I've got so many films to watch um just I haven't had the time but uh, Sai, is it fair to say that Angelina
2: Jolie is your Jerry Butler for
1: 2021? <laughs> as of now, yes, absolutely. I know. I'll watch. We'll we'll make them cross over, and we'll watch Tomb Raider 2. Because he, yes! he there. We go. <laughs> my a, word! A younger Jerry Butler, is in, is in. fusion?
2: Oh I love like how F-Y-R we're all F-Y-R just fusion. calling him Jerry now as well. <laughs> yeah, best mates. <laughs> we're mates, we're mates
0: What did you watch Rob, did you? Uh, yeah, I've I've watched quite a bit actually I Literally just before we got off, uh, before we started pressing record here um, I just finished watching GoldenEye with uh, my little boy who's three oh, what and he, I, I know it's a 12, but I fast forwarded <laughs> the, you know, the Famke Janssen Bui-ach! bits, you know, I got rid of all that Didn't watch the that The sexy bits <laughs> Yes, it's a bit much But um, so I said to him at the end, "What's your favourite bit about the whole thing?" And if I just do a sound effect for you,
1: (laughs) oh yeah, I learned how to do that from watching that film. I was like, "I want to be able to do that with a pen." So I learned how to do. Absolutely loves the pen not click a pen he flicks it around his fingers Clicking yeah. a pen is oh, really yeah, easy no, <laughs> but he loves the fact that
0: there's, um, afterwards at the end I was like what, what do you like about it and he was like the pen go boom <laughs> so brilliant so he loves that he's like what do you think about the tank yeah it's alright <laughs> so it's all about the pen but um, the big one for me this uh, week was obviously massive day on it was Thursday last week I think when uh, the, the, sort of the cinema world came together for the Justice League um, and the Snyderverse and uh, I was faced with that like time aged decision of two things vying for my attention, and one was the freshly released Snyder cut, the other one was Tremors Seven with uh, <laughs> Michael Gross and John <laughs> and John Heder, who was Napoleon Dynamite. Um, and it would have cost me nothing extra to watch. Uh, <laughs> t- watch Justice League but it would have cost me 5 to watch Tremor 7 I think we all know which way I went the only sensible way it was was to go and watch Tremor 7 for 5 dollars 99 <laughs> Shrieker's Island um, and uh, it was I mean it was completely stupid but I really enjoyed it and um, the effects have got good the first one got really good, you know, like they lulled in the middle because I thought the effects in the first one were really, really good. But it they, And they lulled in the middle of that series when they went through the, the Have the you seen all
2: seven of them?
0: No, I, I can't
2: believe there's six Tremors sequels. <laughs> there is, is yeah, six. How many is, Kevin no, is making it? it? They're all.
0: Oh no, he's
1: only in the first one. Um, <laughs> the... <laughs> he bailed early. Oh, I thought he would have cropped up in like number four or something when he needed the cash.
2: No, 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 no. I wish he would. Michael Gross has been in a number of he's them. Raking it in from EEE, he doesn't need that Tremors money anymore. <laughs> no,
3: <laughs>
0: no. They're called. They're cold stuff amazing. Like, give me a, just one second to just get my get a handle on this. But there's yeah, there's Tremors. Tremors. Tremors, Tremors 2, Aftershocks, Uh, Tremors 3, Back to Perfection, Perfection being the town that they lived in in the
1: beginning. Tremors 4, Back in the Habit. (laughs) No. (laughs) Tremors
2: 5, Electric
1: (laughs) Bugaloo.
0: No, uh, there's Tremors, A Cold Day in Hell, Tremors, Bloodlines... And, uh, yeah, Tremors, Shrieker Island. And there's another one as well. But um, because I'm on IMDb live Googling, I can't see all the answers <laughs> because there's too many to fit on the screen. Um, so, um, yeah, this was this was great. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. I, I, I've realised now, I think, what makes a bad movie. You know, like um, uh, a schlocky movie, a schlocky yep. movie. And it's not necessarily at all anything to do with the effects or the uh, filmmaking or anything like that, it's it's the narrative and the story and the choices people make in the story. Um, And usually it's always the thing we talk about it in, in like, because slashers are notoriously schlocky, aren't they? But they're also full of people making decisions that you would never, ever make. And I think actually if a couple of decisions in this film had not been made by some of the characters, definitely a few of the lines, not, said by some of the characters, it would be much better. But having said that, I had a load of fun. I mean, it's amazing what you can do these days if you've got a property like the Tremors series and you've got a star who will keep coming back like Michael Gross and um, who's inv- so preposterously invested in the role. I just had a good time. had a good
1: time. Awesome.
0: I remember he talked about Napoleon Dynamite being in it, but he's got a lot of one-liners and stuff and he tries to go match. As if
1: he's in it, what's happened to his career? What? Well, it's, it's excelling,
0: James. Uh, sorry, I think that's what we need to <laughs> We need to point a turn-up.
2: I saw him pushing trolleys around a car park the other week. So. <laughs> In moon boots doing the dance. <laughs> um, so we move swiftly on to
0: tonight's film. And James, it was your film, but you also had a question you wanted to pose to us.
2: Yeah, so um, coaching, particularly the coaching of children, is very much an <laughs> element of this film and it's fair to say there's some good examples of coaching in this film and some bad examples of coaching in this film so with that in mind i want you guys to tell me who are the best and worst movie coaches well um
0: just for a point of refer- from a point of reference when you talk about tonight's film james i typed in you know um i did a list and then i typed in best and worst movie coaches in movies you know uh, onto yep. google and two of the coaches from this film featured prominently <laughs> in that list <laughs> on either sides of the good-bad divide. So yeah, this film has it all when it comes to bad coaches. But
1: Si, where did you go with this? Well, I think on the good side, well, two, two coaches from two of my favourite properties, um, both Coach Gaines and Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights, so the film and TV show, uh, played by Billy Bob Thornton and Kyle Chandler. I just love, I mean, the film is brilliant. It's one of my favourite, let alone favourite sports films. It's one of my favourite films. I will watch that. So I've watched it over and over again and just love it every single time. And I was really um, jazzed when I watched the TV series and and it's just as good, if not surpassing it, towards the end of the TV series. Absolutely brilliant. And uh, yeah, them them two are just so inspirational. I love them both. I just love Carl Chandler. I'd happily watch him just, just his little sad eyes. In oh, him. his soulful <laughs> eyes! Don't,
0: don't. Oh, oh he's so lovely. I'm still getting uh, over him in the Bigfoot movie we did.
1: Oh God, he's just, oh, he's great. And then uh, another good one, Chubbs from Happy Gilmore.
0: <laughs> <His> <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely.
1: <laughs> good old Carl Weathers, just, oh, just like legend. going all into this ridiculous movie. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like. <laughs> oh, it's just great. You just get it in the sense of Carl Weathers. You're just like, I am hanging around with a bunch of idiots. <laughs> <making it> <laughs> so-,
2: <laughs> so good. What about you, Rob? Good. Uh,
0: definitely. Um, always thought of Coach Boone, played by Denzel Washington in Remember the Titans. That was a 2000 movie. I saw it in 2002, I think. And I haven't seen it since, but he still resonates with me as being like, a really inspirational coach. Fighting and railing against um, bigotry in the system, I thought it was amazing. Um, massive soft spot for Irv John Candy's uh, the coach of the uh, ah. the, the, the yeah cool runnings uh, cool runnings yeah the what's that sport again that
2: they did bob Bobsley bob, sleigh.
0: bob, bob sleigh. Sleigh. yeah bob sleigh. another ice themed you know <laughs> yeah. coach um, yeah he was he was ace
2: Disney had a real real monopoly on. Winter sports, didn't they? In the winter, winter yes. sports <laughs> Is it because <laughs> Disney on Ice was absolutely massive around that time? <laughs> you
0: know, I, I remember going to see it at something like the Earlham Ice Rink or something, you know, like when I was very, very young. I don't even know whether Earlham had an ice rink. But, um, and and it got to a point where like a teddy, a giant teddy of Dumbo flew across everything with fireworks behind it. And even then, you I know, rem- I mean, as a child, like when I look back to how I felt at the time, I think it would have been now as an adult approximated to <laughs> 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 It looks so out of control. <laughs> we have to believe that. That's a disgrace. But that's how I felt at the time. It must have been before. Um, so yeah, also sorry, um, Burgess Meredith playing Mickey and Rocky, unreal.
1: Oh, of course, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, James, what, who are your goodies? Well, as usual, I've asked the listeners, to do, uh, and, oh, they, and they haven't yes. let me down. Um, so again, a couple that have already been mentioned. So, Irv Blitzer has been mentioned uh, by the nerd revert. Uh, Big Rob Mack also uh, cites Coach Boone uh, from Remember oh, the yes. Titans as a, as a good one. Uh, some others here as well, which uh, which I, I would go along with. Reggie Dunlop from the ice hockey movie Slapshot, played by Paul Newman. Ooh. Whether he's a good coach or not, he just makes them all fight the opposition so that they'll beat them to a pulp and win dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but it gets results. So, you know, that's another one um, suggested by uh, Nerd Revert. And then um, from M at Verbal Diorama she's put forward uh, as simultaneously the best and worst jimmy duggan played by tom hanks in uh, the baseball film a league oh, of their yeah. own which is nice. a yeah. really really good baseball movie it's a great movie isn't it yeah. and he's fantastic in that i think he was coming off the back of a couple of films that are disappointed i mean imagine a, a world in which tom hanks is worried about films disappointing at the, yeah, uh, at the yeah, box office yeah um but basically and he and he took more of a supporting role in this film obviously because he's tom hanks he's still top bill, bill but the film's not really about him and he's an absolute hoot isn't he Is the belligerent coach yeah, and, he is yeah who doesn't respect the women baseball players and then grows to love
1: them as he as he coaches them to glory it's uh yeah he's brilliant
2: it's a brilliant character
0: arc that isn't it
1: yeah Another good baseball one is uh, Daniel Stern in Rookie of the Year. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, he's not really a good coach. He's just really funny.
0: <laughs>
1: I love Rookie of the
0: Year. Just going back to my Google um, research, he appeared on lists for both good and bad. <laughs> so, <laughs> insane. Um, cool. So
1: what about, say si, your baddies? Well, I mean, I it was really hard picking a bad one, actually. Um, but have you guys seen the film Little Giants? No, yes, I have. Yeah, it's very similar to tonight's film, but for American football, and it's about two warring brothers who coach uh, Pee Wee football teams, and it's Ed O'Neill um, and Rick Moranis, <laughs> and Ed O'Neill's like the dead serious one who's like really takes it dead to, and you know wants to win at all costs, and he's he's like an asshole older brother to Rick Moranis who's just this sweet dude who's just really nice with the kids and just wants them oh. to have a good time. It's, it's yeah, very similar dynamic to, to this to tonight's film, really. But uh, yeah, that was. it. I just wanted to mention Little Giants because that film's really good as well. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's on Disney Plus as well. Is it a Disney one? Yeah, I'm not surprised if it is. A yeah, uh, one. that's another one that I enjoyed
2: from childhood. So yeah, that's a that's a good shout, So Yeah, Little Giants is great. Why you, Rob?
0: I think for me, they fall into two categories. Uh, one is just being nasty, you know, being nasty. But the other one is being useless. Um, I do love the character, but Coach Klein in The Waterboy played by oh, the Fonz. It's a terrible sorry. coach.
1: What a sucks! It really, really sucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, the winner, the absolute <laughs> winner for being ah oh, just awful, is uh, the PE teacher in Kez. I hope we can call him a coach. But,
1: oh, my God, oh, that scene is yeah, so funny. the
0: fun. football match scene. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so essentially he, he's involved in a football match with all the PE kids of his school that he's supposed to be teaching sport. So that's why I'm including him in a coach's bracket. I hope that gets us a pass. Yes, yeah. I think that's yeah, fair. Definitely, yeah, definitely, um, so he, But he insists on playing with them um, and plays up front. In I mean, in, I, you know, I don't like using the, the expression because it has a rudy- doody word in it, but he's a full kit wanker. You yeah, know, oh, yeah, he appears. Yeah. He's he's got Manchester a United, yeah, Manchester United. It's Manchester United. This, and um, <laughs> he, he's and he kicks off, blows the whistle, and he takes, he starts playing, and he Boris Johnson elbows everyone, <laughs> knocks kids in the mud all over the place. He dives, then blows the whistle, gives himself a penalty when he's outside the box. Then, when the penalty saved, he demands a retake, insisting the keeper came <laughs> off his line. And then he celebrates like he scored in a World Cup final. Yeah, He's one yes. of them, you know, them horrid bullying teachers, and we all had them, didn't we? You know, them who, um, and I, as, a, as an adult now, I look back on these people with pity that you decided that you would use fear over children <laughs> to give you your jollies. Um, and we, there was a bunch of them like this at the school I went to, and I just think of them now sat there like dead old, like looking at a stuffed, I don't know, cat Going like, I used to be something once. I used to, everyone used to look up to me. And I just think how pathetic you were. <laughs> <laughs> and he embodied that entirely. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. He also brilliantly sends a member of the opposition off for calling him a big fat git, <laughs> 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 which is class. Uh, so, so, yeah. Funny. He wins for, I don't even know what his name is. I absolutely love him.
2: Yeah. I've forgotten his name, but it's what it's a classic scene from British it cinema. Is, isn't it? Yeah. It's just it's, brilliant. When it is. Say, when we'd watch Kez it's like oh no we're not doing all the Kestrel bits it gets really sad that at the end like yeah yeah <laughs> let's just watch the football match it's like five or ten minutes of joy it is it is yeah it really is that long but I if, think, um, the score yeah. comes
1: up at the bottom doesn't it it's got like super close because they lose they
0: lose and when when they go
1: when he goes because he says
0: oh, if we're Manchester United who are you uh, Tottenham Hotspur sir okay you know like so it's, it's the semi-final and we're going you know the winner goes to the cup final and they score, you know, to 2-1. Why make is it, it the two, semi-final
2: one. not the final? <laughs> he, uh, the,
0: he's got, the others score to make it 2-1 and he, he blows the whistle and said, end of the game, off. It's a disgrace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, oh God, what a turd of a man. But,
2: but you know, amazing acting by yeah. that guy. Yeah. I don't, again, oh, not I should... even an actor, not even an actor, just because it's not? a, Ken, it's a Ken Loach film, isn't it? So he does a yeah, lot of be, local yeah, casting right, yeah. and I'm yeah. pretty sure he's just, a blowhard PE teacher that he found oh god no
0: no dear me he's yeah I mean you wouldn't go to him with your problems would you or guidance (laughs) guidance from that man
2: Uh, what about you James for your baddies um baddies Mike Bassett England manager (laughs) He's basically Sam Allardyce, Um, isn't he? Like, played by Ricky Tomlinson. (laughs) And and basically, he looks into the England job because nobody else wants it. At one point, he writes the squad on the uh, back of a cigarette packet, a a packet of Benson and Hedges, and (laughs) these two lower league players (laughs) have... called Benson and Hedges are called up to the England squad. And <laughs> no it's just, way. I've not yeah. seen it. Is that what happens? Yeah, and uh, he's, they're getting uh, England are getting hammered by Mexico at the World Cup and he absolutely has a meltdown at half time. It's just, it's just wonderfully stupid and he's a terrible manager. But then the actual message of the film is like, don't actually try and adapt your game. Just play boring old British 4-4-2 and that'll get you where you need to go. <laughs> Spoiler message. alert, do they win the World Cup? No, they get to the semis, but obviously, being England, we celebrate. by oh, like cool. We won't. celebrate, games, so. <laughs> yeah. and we won't stop talking about it for thirty years.
0: <laughs> brilliant, brilliant! Oh, I love that discussion. Um, so, well, coaches, sport, ice hockey. James, what have you got for us?
2: Okay, so we've t- we've hinted at it already, but in tonight's film, a cynical drunk driver who hates children is inexplicably put in charge of a kid's hockey team as part of court-ordered community service. It's a heartwarming start to a heartwarming film. The <laughs> film is, of course, the family sports comedy, The Mighty Ducks. Quack, quack, <laughs>
0: quack, 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 quack. It's <laughs> quack, quack, quack. got a bit out of hand. Roll
3: the trailer. <laughs> From Walt Disney Pictures, he's a hotshot attorney who's never lost. Yes. Forced to coach a hockey team that's never won. Keep swinging, maybe you will give him a cold. Can't try to teach them how to win.
1: You think losing is funny? Well, men at first, but once you get the hang of it. And they'll teach him... Get off the roof, you little monkey! ...that winning isn't everything. Let's have so fun out there. Walt Disney Pictures presents Emilio Estevez. Are
3: we ducks or what?
1: The Mighty Ducks. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested.
0: James, the Mighty Ducks. Tell me, why did you bring us this movie today?
2: So um, it sort of came back onto my radar because there's a sequel series coming out, which will be out actually when this episode comes out on Disney Plus, which is Gordon Bombay, The Later Years. And I was like, oh, that's great. I will definitely watch that. I love the Mighty Ducks. So it got me thinking and I was like, oh, what, what year did the Mighty Ducks actually come out? So I gave it a quick Google. And honestly... I Googled it and I almost dropped my phone because when you Google a film, it'll tell you what the Rotten Tomatoes score is. And I looked at the Rotten Tomatoes score and went, that cannot be right. That just cannot be. There must be some sort of mistake. And then I verified it and I went, right, we need to have another look at this because that cannot be accurate. <laughs> um, so here we are, basically. That is the sort, of, the main reason for picking this tonight. That's so We've good got to have a look at this.
0: <laughs> Such a passionate reason, for <laughs> wanting to bring like outrage has yeah. made sure that Mighty Ducks returns. Uh, did a double take,
2: like what?
0: <laughs> like the pigeon from Moonraker? Yes. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's quite true. And doing the double take on a podcast where people can't see you is no help to anyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: What about, um, so what's your relationship with the film then, James? So I'm not sure if I saw it at the cinema, but it was definitely a VHS staple. Me and my brother would watch this over and over again. Uh, so we played a lot of sport as kids and teenagers, and this was very much an entry-level film into uh, the genre of sports movies for us. And it was so beloved throughout my primary school years and even like early high school years as well. We we would talk about it all the time. In fact, it was so beloved that a football team I played on once attempted a flying V in an actual match.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Did it work? No. Oh, let's just
2: awesome. say that muddy pitches are not as conducive as ice. <laughs> when it comes to moving the ball around and it was a tactical disaster. So basically, it complete, the V completely fell apart as we got in, <laughs> in on no. their back four. The ball got stuck in the mud and then basically their back four went past our forwards and the midfield. So basically all 10 of their outfield players were coming <laughs> down on our back four.
3: <laughs>
2: Seven of us just taken out of the game completely. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: and fortunately they missed but we were we got into a lot
1: of trouble for messing
0: about, so um So <laughs> uh, si, what about your relationship with Mighty Ducks
1: oh god same this was very much a firm favourite in my household I, 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 again I don't think I went to the cinema to watch this I think it was very much a TV VHS thing I lost count of the amount of times I watched it when I was a kid but yeah me and my brother absolutely loved it uh, so much so that we bought a hockey set um, to play roller hockey in the front garden, um, with the net and everything, and my brother like got really into it. He got he got really good at it. I was terrible at sports. I used to like <laughs> play it for like a week, and they'd be like, "Nah, <laughs> just go back to eating crisps on the sofa." <laughs> um, but uh, I'm training for a film podcast here. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, I just loved it, and it, it's it's yeah, it's very much a, a big was a big part of my childhood when it came to. Sports films and films really. I just loved it.
0: Oh, wicked! Yeah, I think because we're all of a similar age. I'm slightly older. Um, I think for for our age when this came out, we were like anywhere between ten and seven, something like that. You know, so you know, like if you were between the ages of twelve and five, possibly when this came out, this probably meant loads to you. So, which mm. is probably there's a, probably a pocket of people who are our age who for this film. Is everything, you know, like means so much. So, certainly for us, it was like definitely taped it off sky, I think, and fell in love massively with it. Um, all the characters, but uh, the redemptive story, they made ice hockey look so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we did the same side. We, we ended up with rollerblades and hockey sets, and so did so many kids yep. around our neighborhood as well. And you'd end up having play dates where you'd take your rollerblades and your hockey stick. And it was mad, you know, and some kids got really, really good at it. And they'd have, I remember a cul-de-sac where a couple of mates lived on. And you try and go there because, you know, for one one particular summer, there was like epic ice hockey game or, or roller hockey games going on on there all the time. You know, it was, it was amazing. Um, and yeah, I remember convincing mum and dad had a double garage and they did a clear out once because um, they never used it. It just became like a junk area. Um, and they did a clear out and... We noticed as kids that the floor was smooth. Like, we could probably probably skate on that. <laughs> you know. So we convinced them not to put anything else in it. And we put a hockey goal at one end and we'd go round in circles doing playing Mighty Ducks and we'd all pick a character and <laughs> Hit at the goal and stuff and my little sister who could barely skate was usually made to be goalie and Then we were delighted when D2 came along and Julie Gaffney was the, the goalie in D2 So you know it, it was ace so yeah a huge fondness absolutely massive fondness uh, for Mighty Ducks for me Yeah, um, But how I mean you mentioned
2: there James about the critic stuff um, How did it do let's first talk money Okay, so the uh, the film opened in the U.S. on the second of October, nineteen ninety two. So it's nearly thirty years Is that old. old? I, this film, I didn't realise it that old Actually,
1: how old are we? Years. Fuck
2: me. <laughs> um, so the film grossed fifty million dollars against a budget of ten million a franchise was born, spawning two sequels, an animated TV series which took the strange decision of taking a science fiction angle with actual anthropomorphism. I can never say that anthropomorphic <laughs> ducks. Do you remember that? I
1: do. Yeah, they were like really hench ducks, weren't they? And they still yeah, like the jersey. Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it, it's all on um, Disney Plus. So we watched some episodes this week. Yeah, um, <laughs> still jarred by. I remember because it was on the Disney Channel when the Disney Channel first hit sky. Um, yeah. And yeah, you're right. They it's because someone is blowing up Duck World, and these hench ducks have to go because like hockey is the national pastime or. like I don't know only heroes do it and there was a, uh, you know, so like they've all got different roles. Like one's a thief, but they've got to come down here and play. And like the brilliant interview during the first episode, like, uh, are you aware that your team are anthropomorphic ducks <laughs> or something like that? Like, no, no, you've got that wrong. You've got the right. <laughs> he's eight feet tall. He's built like a barn and he's got a beak, <laughs> he's got a bill. Um, but the best thing about that series was um, every now and then they would say stuff like, Um, Oh, puck you!
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what the puck? (laughs)
2: Incredible. It was so good for a Disney thing. (laughs) But Uh. even more outlandish than that, this film spawned an actual NHL hockey team. Yes. The club was founded in 1993 by the Walt Disney Company as the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim a name based on the 1992 film. I mean imagine being a pro athlete and you're pe- you're playing for at the height of your profession is the NHL. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> "Oh, what's the history of your team?" I was just created because it was a hit movie about some kids <laughs> who, dressed- who dressed with ducks on their on their jerseys.
1: Incredible. Cuz the logo is in the second film, isn't it? Cuz they obviously the have je- to make the make the logo a bit more badass yeah. for the actual Yeah, the logo NHL. in the first one isn't that cool. <laughs> and then yeah, that's what's in the second one. Yeah, that that's crazy. I always thought it was a film based on the you whether know, the name was from the hockey team. I didn't know it was the other way. As around. As if the movie <laughs> came
2: first. That's that's absolutely. Yeah, hilarious. I didn't know
1: that at all. And like
2: a year that's after, mad. as well. Basically, the box office that they made from that, they banked that and said, "Right, we're buying, a, we're starting a hockey franchise." Incredible. And then you're in the
1: elite level. Do you think it was like because of because of like turtles? Because they were like, we need something you know, big and popular is oh, like, like animal. animal. Yeah. yeah. What can we be? <laughs> what's like along the same lines as a turtle? Like not exactly threatening and quite nice, yeah. but can be badass if it wants to be. And then ducks was where they landed. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: got that.
1: And I love that um,
0: when, when looking at, um, I know we'll go on to the critical reception in a moment, but when you think about that, this film was, um, uh spec script by uh, Stephen Brill wasn't it yep. and um, mm. he was just chopping it around he was like 29 at the time so his brainchild in a sense formed an NHL franchise <laughs> you know that screenplay that he wrote in that apartment he was sharing with someone like ended up yeah. like being so big that it spawned an NHL team. That's incredible.
2: Like a lot of films that are a lot more highly revered than The Mighty Ducks have not left a fraction of the cultural impact <laughs> that this movie. Has no. Left.
1: And honestly, it's true. Disney baby, I just I just have no I really can't get on the bandwagon of of hating Disney. I just can't <laughs> fault them whatsoever. Considering what their product does is just to um, bring joy to children. I just, I, I, I don't care that they're bought out, Fox. To be honest, it's great, no, brilliant. I don't care. They can make some as long as they carry on doing good stuff and funding interesting projects. Yeah. Let them do it. And I really don't. Bringing mind. us follow-up series to Mighty Ducks, <laughs> incredible. And, and
0: their their subscription price per month at this point in time is the lowest there is across the the gamut of subscription um, services. That's true. So yeah.
1: just like. Their generational impact is just humongous. It's true. And on top of all
2: that, it made a further $54 million in video rentals. Oh, wow. According to uh, Video Week magazine in 1992. So an absolutely ginormous hit. That is a smash.
1: I wonder how many of those VHSs never made it back to the video store. (laughs) I (laughs) know, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah that's amazing. Um so it can't qualify there because that's a monster smash and a sleeper smash as well like because yeah. october as well no one expects like someone to come out then and just Murder everything! They couldn't have
1: expected the success this film had. had. Bloody hell! Like you can't just making a just chuck ten million at a crappy sports (laughs) movie with, like, with the the less famous brother (laughs) and and then (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh. bananas. Uh,
0: Yeah, it's it's brilliant. That that must mean, though, sadly, that while we love it, the critics didn't say.
1: Yes, that is true. Uh, James James did briefly mention it. It was. I, it's pretty shocking, really. Reviews for this film range from sniffy and snarky to mildly complimentary, making for a pretty hilarious twenty-three percent on Rotten Tomatoes.
0: That is a joke. It's tw- I've not checked. It's twenty-three <laughs> percent. It's one of the lowest ones we've covered. <laughs> yeah, it's just outrageous. And we've covered
2: some right shite on it.
0: Like, <laughs> right, my I, my I've got ki- my kids are very diverse in age, and they adore it, and they're. They don't play ice hockey, <laughs> you know. They just adore it. They've made. I've watched it maybe eight or nine times since um, I first <laughs> showed them to it. So in the last ten days, pretty much every night, I've had to watch Mighty Ducks.
1: <laughs> and it's twenty three percent. Twenty three percent. It's slightly higher on Bear Creek with forty six. Um, you know, which yeah, is still with, a
0: disgrace, which obviously <laughs> bear,
1: but though. There was such disapproval about how it's nothing more than a feel-good kids movie, and it's like, well, what do you want? Oh, dear me. me. Uh, This brings up a, a good
2: point in terms of, what do you think a film critic's actual job is? Is it just to give you their opinion on whether they enjoyed it or not, or should they be reviewing the film on what it is actually trying to achieve and the audience that it is intended for?
1: Yeah, it should be the latter because I I was reading some of the reviews for this, and they are so snarky about the film. And obviously, things have probably changed since the early nineties when being a film critic was probably a bit more privileged job. You know, you're it was a bit Mm. more likely that you were a full-on cinephile to be the critic for the paper. Yeah, but yeah, it it just seems like ridiculously harsh for for, for, to to be proper scathing about a kids' movie, which. And then to complain that it's that it's just too feel-good and it does nothing else. I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry it wasn't edgy enough for you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's quite edgy. The first thirty minutes are pretty edgy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just but, but there was the one review that stuck out to me, and I was just like, you shouldn't this shouldn't be published, is uh, Derek Adams in Time Out said it was a very lame ice hockey flick. It's not tr- it's not trying to be the rocky of the ice hockey world. <laughs> it's not slap, <laughs> slap out, shot mate. Uh,
3: <laughs>
1: slap Shots for adults. This is for kids. Yeah, uh, just uh, yeah, I I find it though. But um audience-wise, as you would expect, it's unsurprisingly much higher. Only still 65 on Rotten Tomatoes, which was a bit lower than I expected, but it's eight point eight on Metacritic audience-wise. Good stuff. And a really solid 3.1 on Letterboxd, which is that's higher than which, average. Which is like, you know, fine. Um, but like, yeah, with all this information, like, why are film serious film reviewers putting pen to paper on a on a weekly <laughs> review for the mighty ducks? <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. God, <laughs> just like
1: kids enjoy it. Did they all
2: get together and go, let's kick the fuck out of the mighty ducks this week? <laughs> like... Honestly,
0: I don't I don't understand. But I, I I'd like to know what's Offensive about this that makes you say that that's uh, this is a terrible film because that's a terrible rating they've all given it twenty three percent is an absolute that's that is a yeah. like you say it's one of the worst we've done yeah that is a
1: remarkably low it
0: is isn't it but what about this makes you think makes anyone think that it should be rated that low I, d- I don't was
2: that's one star across the board yeah so basically <laughs> that that suggests that miserable yeah. fucks only twenty three percent. Of the reviewers deemed this film worthy of three stars, so everyone else is giving that it is... two and one stars, which is just outrageous. Really,
0: it, it really is. Like, um, is it because? Gonna suggest possibly this because the whole film is shot in soft focus. Is that why? Because it it, it makes it feel
1: like a TV movie. Yeah. I mean, let, let's be honest, like in a filmmaking sense, it's hardly like adventurous, is it? It is no. pretty oh, it's, by it's the hilarious. basic. It's hilarious but, in that sense. Like, there's no point in putting all that effort in for the audience, which is going to be kids. Like, no, just, yeah, they know they're what they're making. To... Yeah, they know what they're making. They know who they're making it for. And I don't think it should be sniffed at that things are a bit basic or a bit formulaic in this instance. It's like, it's a kid's movie. But
0: it's what I want. I don't oh. want to see these kids' dreams get shattered. You know, <laughs> I want to see these kids, you know, because it's a really fun cast. I think the chemistry of the cast is great, and that's one of the things that makes, makes this thing work. I don't want to see them fail. And, oh, just... Oh! it's so it's not because they're not taking this like you rightly say Sai and James they're not taking this on what it's trying to achieve and what it's trying to be they're taking this as you know, I'm going to look at this with the exact same sort of mindscape that I would look at um, as the finest art house film
2: yeah I mean and if you're going to compare why? it to Raging Bull it's going to come up
0: short isn't it you know but... well yeah <laughs> yeah
2: yeah
0: <laughs> What do they want? Oh, yes, I'd like a 20-minute black-and-white sequence of Charlie's backstory, please, <laughs> when his dad walked out. Yeah, please, can we have that? Yeah. Uh, nonsense, absolute nonsense. The thing is, the, with the films like this, the, the people that matter are the audience, yeah. the bums on seats, the people who, who enjoyed it, and the people like us who, 30 years later, are still absolutely buzzing off of it. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, this is what makes me more curious on why they felt the need to sort of review the film. Mm. Because kids don't give a fuck about your reviews anyway. They're going to watch yeah. it regardless. Yes. <laughs> Do not give a fuck. I
0: honestly, I'm just going to run off and get the flipping Chicago Sun-Times so I can read the latest review of <laughs> a- Mighty Ducks.
1: Oh, Johnny, you could have seen the new Mighty Duck sweep yeah, Well, I'm waiting until Mark Moe drops his opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Before I commit to a cinema trip, what did, did Roger Ebert think of it?
0: Oh, no, this is not. For, this is oh. this is this is entertainment, and it's supposed to make you feel good, and it exactly. did both of those things.
2: And That's it, as well. Not for nothing, you know. Um, Rob, you and I have young children, mm. not together, obviously. Um, but... <laughs> My two dads. I'm open to it, James. Make me an offer. I've watched a lot of shitty family movies and kids movies. Right? This isn't one of them. Yeah.
0: No, it's not. The '90s had this brilliant ability to to give you uh, kids movies, but sprinkling enough for the adults. Yeah, like with half decent storytelling and humour. And good characters and fun moments. And And yeah, back alley deliveries of jazz (laughs) mags. Yeah. Some people just don't want to be happy, do they? They just don't want to be happy.
3: So I think
0: we we need to give them short shrift, I think. Um, James, did you manage to get any um, nuggets of response from our listeners on this one?
2: Yeah, so clearly the critical fraternity... Can't be trusted, but the good old FYR listeners can be. <laughs> All right! <laughs> to pep us back up there. Uh, so, Con Frankowski, this movie got me into rollerblades, which then ended with me enduring a complicated wrist fracture. Oh, sorry about that, Con.
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm not laughing. It was a, a massive turn. I'm sorry, yeah. Con. Love you, Much Con. Much like Adam Banks in D2 The Mighty Ducks. Oh, spoiler alert.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is the saddest review ever. So then he sold his skates... Uh, and then resorted to burying his face in books, films, and graphic novels. But he still thinks it's one of the coolest things committed to screen, although it might that might be nostalgia. So we'll find out. Oh, well, Hopefully he's given it a God rewatch. God bless you, brother, Con. Uh, Matt Patterson came back. Oh, dude. He always loved this film growing up. For some in- inexplicable reason, this is the one quote that always stuck in my head, and this is, I believe, delivered by Coach Riley to Gordon Bombay. Gordon, you're not even a has-been. You're a never-was. And I think we can <laughs> dig into some of the thematic stuff as we go through this. Yeah, yeah we can. Yeah, there, was yeah, a yeah.
1: Really, there was a really good review on Letterboxd regarding Coach Riley uh, by Sven Sigerson, who said, Coach Riley is actually the best character in the trilogy. The constantly straightening of his popped collar is just a dominant move. <laughs> <laughs> alpha. Pure alpha.
3: all right, all right. All right. <laughs>
2: And then uh, finally, from Billy Barr, he said it's an excellent Disney sports movie from the nineties. It uh, always gets confusing with the title, though. As I remember, it was called Champions on VHS. Yes. I seem to remember. Yes, this it as was. Well. Oh my yeah, god, it was. Yeah, I-, I have
1: been trying to find the answer to that for fucking ages. It's the first time Google hasn't given me the answer, and I'm so glad someone's mentioned this because. I remember seeing it late night. It was on at like two in the morning one time. Yeah. And on Teletech said it was called Champions. And I was like, mm. that sounds a lot like the Mighty Ducks. And then watched it, it was the Mighty Ducks. I was like, why the fuck's it called Champions? Yeah, it's and a it, terrible title oh because my God. it's a spoiler as I well.
3: Thought, thought, <laughs> it's a massive spoiler. <laughs> I thought
1: I was going mad thinking it was called something else. Oh, wow.
0: No, it's true. Uh, when I was doing the art for this uh, episode... Um, A load of the posters that I came across were Champions, the Mighty Ducks underneath in small letters. So, yeah, it's really, really weird. Um, Thank you very much, Con, Matt and Billy, um, for getting involved. The movie itself is directed by Stephen Herrick, who started with something that I think will have to come to the podcast Eventually, critters.
1: Oh. oh, really? Is it the same guy? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Wow. It, I mean, it could also be a title for this film. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Dealing with children. Sorry, it's a terrible gag. Uh, yeah, he uh, did all sorts. Uh, critters, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Fantastic Don't tell really Mom. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> the the babysitter's dead. Uh, yes, a bit brilliant. of a slur in Bill and Ted that I uh, discovered on a recent watch, which. It's a bit awkward to explain to the children. Well,
2: there's a, there's a couple of slurs in this slurs one. In as this well. one <laughs> it
3: shouldn't be there. Very very
0: very good point. Um, uh, Three Musketeers, hundred and one damnations. Holy man! You know the, the Eddie Murphy Eddie one. Murphy one <laughs> with, with Dr. and Malcolm. Yeah, with Dr. and Malcolm. Yeah, he did Rock Star with Wahlberg. Hey, bro, I'm a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> uh, into the blue to the reef uh and yeah i think sort of went back to television after that so yeah nice long varied career 90s
1: mega 90s
0: yeah he's um, so
1: nineties. that's the most 90s cv i've ever seen
0: <laughs> well i mean yeah mid 80s to uh late 90s he was rocking it he was one of the top dudes uh, and stephen brill was the writer and Stephen Brill, we'll get to his position in the film, I suppose. But he um, he was adamant at one stage that he was going to play
1: um, God in my back. But you would though, wouldn't you? If you're a if you're a writer actor in trying to make it in Hollywood, you would definitely put it for you to be in those movies.
2: A hundred percent. He tried to do a
1: slice Alone, didn't he? He's tried to done a, do a Cheeky Rocky. <laughs> he, has. He, has. he has. Oh, he has <laughs> um, <The> naughty <laughs>
2: bastard. But if we if <laughs> I know. <laughs>
0: If we we look at the other movies he's written, there's Mighty Ducks, D2 The Mighty Ducks, Heavyweights. Did you guys see Heavyweights? Yes.
1: What's that one?
0: It's so good. It's amazing. That's the one where most of the characters from this film, most of the actors, child actors from this film, go to...
3: I'm going to oh, use the expression that I use. have seen
0: that Here one. Yeah, we go. Yes, Backcamp. that is a great And Ben movie, Stiller yeah. is the it's <laughs> the motivational speaker in an early role, and he's oh absolutely God, brilliant that. in
1: it. It's so uh, Dave is Carp, isn't it? He's like the main kid. It's it? Carp, yeah. Dave Carp.
0: Yeah, yeah. who was what do they call it? A glow up where you grow up to be something really really Ooh, smart? Oh yeah, he's a hot. he's
1: a hunk now, isn't he? Oof,
0: sheesh. Total. Um, hunk. But um, so yeah, he wrote D Three Mighty Ducks. He wrote some other, uh, you know, a handful of the, other bits. Um, but then, the Mighty
2: Ducks game Changers He's got a writing credit on that. Yeah, he's the show. He's the show creator, basically. And is he? He's in charge. Oh my yeah. word. That's so the only good. way they got Estevez back for the new for the new series. If Stephen Brill was doing it.
0: Oh my word! Well, if we look at his director credits, he directed Heavyweights, directed Little Nicky and Mr. Deeds. <laughs> Uh, which is you can see that sides
1: I can yeah, see that side. I thought there was um, a Sandler connection because he's in Wedding Singer, isn't he? He's got like a, a couple of lines. In he the is, Wedding yeah, Singer, yeah. So he's he in is, that, yeah. He's definitely in that Sandler camp. He definitely um,
0: is. He's in the Wedding Singer. He's in um, Big Daddy. Uh, he's in Little Nicky as God, well. Little
1: Nicky. I remember buying that yeah. on DVD and swearing to everyone it was a great movie. It's not a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's also in Batman Returns. Is he? As, as, um, as, uh,
0: his role is Gothamite. Um, <laughs> but he, he also did Drillbit Taylor, directed Drillbit Taylor with uh, Owen oh, Wilson. Wilson. I like this guy. He's got a really good big selection of movies as writer, as producer, as director and as actor. And I think it's dead cool because obviously he was in this film as
1: well. was well, right, like like a little film. cameo, wasn't it? Was he just in the background? No,
0: somewhere? not a little cameo oh, at all. What is he? Well, is he
1: Hans? well, he wanted to play Gordon <laughs> Bombay. <prosthetics>. Nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, he played um, uh, his nemesis in court. You know, the lawyer
1: who oh, was opposite.
2: Yes, of course, yeah, that's the. How old do you think he was then? I know he was twenty-nine or thirty. He was twenty-nine. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a joke.
1: Boy, they it's all look really but... old?
2: <laughs> and I I don't Emilio Estevez is twenty-nine in this movie. Is no, it? he's not. Yeah, yeah, he was Jeez. born in nineteen sixty-two. So, he will have shot this in 1991.
0: Everyone needs to get out. They need to get out immediately. I don't want to hear any more of this. (laughs) Um, So, the movie opens. Which director did you immediately think about when this film opened?
2: Tony Scott. Was it all the soft focus, James? It was the a... soft focus and the smoke, yeah.
0: I, I've not even got to any any actual pictures yet. I, I'm just talking about titles. Who are you thinking of here? Oh, well, that's Hyams, obviously. Of
3: <laughs> course, yes, Hyams!
0: I'm like, is this a Hyams picture? It is straight away. It's like slightly italicised font going one way, lovely music, like just soft synth in the background. Like uh, minor chords, not enjoying themselves, (laughs) promoting
2: sadness. and Promoting
1: sadness.
2: (laughs) The composer, Rob, is uh, David Newman, who's been on this pod before, actually. Has he? Yes. Uh, I'll give you a clue as to which film he did the score for. A reindeer was concussed during the no! making of <laughs> <laughs> He had a mega 92, you want 93. You all the he? way?
3: What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Outstanding.
2: But I get the impression from this opening that he was listening to a lot of Phil Collins at the time. He's got a real <laughs> In the Air Tonight vibe to it.
3: <laughs> Did you oh, not I
0: think that? His, yes. Lost everything then? Yes, <laughs> I sparse percussion. That. <laughs> Gordon Bombay's gonna lose. I can feel it. Yeah, definitely it all works.
1: I obviously never noticed this as a kid, but I just found this whole bit really, really funny because it's like... Oh, yeah, He's, he's a tiny child. <laughs> it's smaller than everyone else there. It's pee- It's peewee hockey. It's really fucking serious there's a commentator and everything it's like they're about 12 years old like give them a break
0: <laughs> Commentator. do you, do you, do you know what, what the most serious bit about all of these flashbacks is it's in sepia that's oh. the that's the that's the toughest bit like oh it looks like a wanted poster <laughs> and and yeah he, you're absolutely right he he's told that if he doesn't score this shot In sort of
2: like jagged slow mo, it's to win the game. He's not just letting
0: himself. Oh Ah, yeah, That's a
2: misconception. It's not to win uh, the game. It's to. Oh yeah. Sorry, no. Sorry, right. It's to win. It is to win the game in the final moment. But they don't lose because he misses. They go into overtime, so the game's Mm. tied. Um. So it's not even his fault. Like it's like right. Rally round. Let's go again. Yeah. Exactly. Come on.
0: Yeah. Like a great team does. Yeah. I've been to some peewee sports in America watching, you know, or some like youth sports in America watching, and they do take it massively seriously. So it wouldn't surprise me.
2: The budget for the for these sports is unreal. They're playing in proper arenas with yeah. sold-out crowds. It, it puts it it puts sporting programs in this country to shame. Oh, it really that does. There's no
0: wonder they win like umpteen Olympic medals <laughs> when it comes around. You know, it's because everyone wants to be involved because there's adulation attached to this, like high school football games. You know,
1: sell out twenty thousand seat stadiums. You know, it's ridiculous. It's like watching Friday Night Lights. This intense pressure from a whole town to win, and it's like they're kids. Jesus, like, yeah. oh my no, god.
2: I really related to this moment, you know, the harrowing, the harrowed child on the, uh, on the right. ice. Because I, I still, sometimes I'll just be going about my day and then all of a sudden I'll remember this time that I missed a penalty the cup final and it'll like, really? Me, yeah, like, oh, dude. You know? I think what this film does really well, and it's quite good in how it gets this sort of subtext in there, because you're like, oh, it's a knockabout sort of family comedy. But how, like, if you are given the wrong advice by a role model figure, or instilled with the wrong values, how that can then go on and affect the rest of your life. You know, and if that coach had just put his arm around Gordon Bombay at that moment, then he might have gone out and played a blinder in overtime mm. and they would won yeah. that. But as it turns out, because of that one moment, he hates the sport that he used to love. He gives it up and now he's a blood-sucking lawyer, essentially.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the horrible yeah. bloke. Oh, I love it. Talk of redemption, it takes a while, doesn't it, for Bombay to redeem himself from this cretin of a man he is. Hour see. into the movie, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> when he brings out the eggs at practice, that's the about where... The first well. 30
2: minutes, uh, woof, there's some dark stuff going on there. He's a bad lad, isn't <laughs> He's he? He's a
1: proper greasy, slimy lawyer, isn't he? <laughs> um, and again, just obsessed with winning like, rather than yeah. justice itself. Get the W. He just wants to win, and you're just like, are oh, you
0: cock <laughs> <laughs> no argument there it's true um,
1: and then he has a he, to
2: make matters worse on the license plate on his car is just win <laughs> which is just appalling he's not an endearing guy at all <laughs> but he's, so he's put
0: his I mean let's let, let's not doll this up he wins a case goes out in the razzle dazzle and drives home smashed up yeah. uh, alcohol wise still drinking in the car still drinking in the car um, so it's a DUI with reckless endangerment. That's what they pull him in on.
2: Why is he even drinking and driving? It's like there's no excuse. There's no excuse for it anyway. But nothing bad had happened to him that day that meant that he no. had to tie one on and then drive home. Like, <laughs> he'd had a good, successful day, but yeah. it's because he hates himself. That's why.
0: <laughs> I think you're right, mate. Yeah. Astonishing stuff. Um, and in court the next day, because we don't mess around. Because it actually takes quite a while for this film to get going to the kids. That's what yeah. the kids want to see is the other kids, isn't it? Mm. And it takes a while until we see them because it sets Bombay's story out. And we follow his court case immediately the following morning. And he's he shows up and I mean, he's, he's obviously been in, been in the cell throughout the night again scenes i would love to see who released the stephen brill cut <laughs> and then uh, yeah he's got such immaculate stubble when he's in court that day and the hair is app ab- honestly his hair is on point i'm going to talk about this at the very end of the podcast the fact that i've had to watch all three of these films on loop all week his hair is never better than in this first film it is astonishing <laughs> very it. good it's it's a, it's, a it's a disgrace in the second one but um <laughs> And he's barely in the third because he couldn't give him monkeys. So, <laughs> so, but in the first, it's incredible. Uh, and um, yeah, it, and the, the court people, um, the judge and the public defender
1: get a, you know, get one over on him. Give him a kick in. They do. So he gets community service, doesn't he? Which, yes, it's not really a punishment, is it, um, in, in this sense? Especially, it's not like he had to pick up rubbish on the side of the road for three months or
0: do... I mean if, if you are if you have the mind of an absolute human turd like <laughs> um like Gordon Bombay community service is the worst thing he says it's horrible <laughs> what does he say in a minute like
2: uh, we're on our way to personal hell <laughs> you know, like... he gets laid off for work doesn't get laid off sorry he gets paid uh leave of absence yeah you know his boss wants him to get back in touch with himself take some time off from work understand himself better and benefit from his community service so he provides him with a driver because obviously he's lost his driving license (laughs) because he's a (laughs) drunken moron Uh, did you
1: notice who his driver was by
2: the way guys did I (laughs) ever Another yes. FYR
1: alumni. I recognise him, but what film was he from? I was like, oh, I've seen this guy before on a FYR film. What it,
0: he it? makes a habit of driving in movies on <laughs> FYR. <laughs> <laughs> he's in charge of transportation. Um, he's the pilot Swan from Connick. Yes. Oh, of
1: course he is. Yes, of course <laughs> he is. <laughs> Fantastic.
0: There's such a good link that. <laughs> that he is doing that. And he's great in this because he invests as well.
2: He he's he in quite yeah. a few scenes, MC Games. Oh, he ends up in the backroom staff. He d- yeah, he's, he's, he's on the, on the bench with Bombay, yeah. So good. He's number two.
0: Oh, dear. Uh, and, yeah, they go out to the the, uh, the hockey rink. And um, all the kids are there and they're a disparate group uh, that have been sort of thrown together. I guess they they want to play hockey, but they're in a certain district which dictates that they should play on the same team.
1: Which I think is really quite cool. It is. Yeah, that is You know, it's like a a
0: postcode based uh, lottery in a way. You know, like if you just happen to have good players, that's great. So what is going on with the Hawks team? Why do they
2: always have good people who live in their district? The hockey loving, uh, loving parents all move into the same area to make yeah, sure they like, all get picked. For the make sure. It's like you know when you move into an area, so you get in a certain school.
0: This yeah, is yeah. like we're moving to a certain area, so we can get the kids on a certain hockey team.
1: Yeah, Absolutely, it's definitely the preppy part of the neighbourhood where the Hawks parents. Oh live, yeah,
2: isn't it? yeah, it's yeah. more affluent. Yeah, for sure. This yeah. is
1: the mighty the Ducks are a ragtag bunch of
2: underdogs, aren't they? They to are, say the uh,
0: least, although I kept mixing up District Five with District Nine and expecting a prawn, <laughs> prawn <laughs> to invade the movie, uh, but I, I, this cast of kids is introduced and it's a revelation of casting. It is so to get this nice chemistry from these kids. The, the kids. It is brilliant.
1: Yeah. You've got Brandon Adams, who was in Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, doing do, yeah, did the kid course, version of yeah. Bad.
0: Um, oh, I forgot to do the intro where I called you guys cake eaters. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, Aaron Schwartz, as as mentioned before, he was in um, Heavyweights, which is a terrible name for a film about chubby kids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just I can't stop. He, it, there's so many lines in that film that are unrepeatable. But one of them is Aaron Schwartz when he stands up and says. You want to send me to fat camp? I'm not going to camp with a bunch of fat loads.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, Jeez <laughs> Louise. Uh, so good. Uh, and then, Such a good film. Uh, and then, you know, the, the, the sort of famous face. You've got Josh Pacey from Dawson's Creek is one of the kids. I don't oh, here he is.
3: For my life to be over. <laughs>
0: We have to talk about Pacey's arc in this movie and this
2: franchise. (laughs) Charlie Conway. Do you know who was also lined up to potentially uh, play Charlie Conway? I mean, all all the top talent was going after this role. It was a sought-after role in Hollywood. Seriously? Right, so two mega
1: A-list actors were up. For this role, I've seen who one of them was. I don't know if there was a second.
0: Leo, Leo must be one of them. Yes, Leo. Of
1: was it Leo?
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ! Hey. Didn't get it. Oh. Only time. Joshua didn't J- get it. <laughs> Damn. No, we're going for this Joshua Jackson kid. I'm expecting big things out of him. Oh. <laughs> Imagine that! Incredible. The other was uh, one Jake Gyllenhaal. As well. No well. Incredible crop of actors. I mean it's fair to say that those two have had the last laugh. In the oh, end, well, yes. But uh, well, they have, but not, I mean, not I, landing I, I the mighty ducks
1: gig didn't affect their careers. I do
0: I do honestly think that um Joshua Jackson is brilliant in all the stuff he's ever been in. Um he's a great yep. actor. But um but I know what you mean. Like, can you imagine if like you were casting a role now and the three people who read for it? Were- Gyllenhaal DiCaprio and Joshua Jackson.
1: Yeah, he, he's the what? underdog Trio. in that situation, isn't he? Joshua he is. He's the mighty dog, yeah. He's District 5. <laughs> he needs to call no, him that Conway not. spirit. No, he's not. I love him. <laughs> did, did you ever see the affair that he was in? Yeah, Well, yeah. apparently it's really... Well, the first two series. He, the first yeah, two yeah, series yeah, yeah, are yeah. quite, concha.
0: Yeah, ignore... For me, ignore mm. everything else. But... He was so good and in that. Th-
1: that series he was in, the weird like science fiction one, um... Fringe. Fringe yeah, yeah, he was, was he
0: was brilliant in that too. Yeah. I think he's a great actor, Jackson. I really, really do. Um, but uh, his Conway role, you know, he gets still gets loads of love. I saw him. Um, he tweeted out that he was behind some walking behind someone in the street recently, and um, they were wearing a Conway jersey. <laughs> and he went, he walked past them and said, "Nice jersey, bro." And the guy was like, "Thanks, man."
2: Didn't Didn't realise Didn't realise Didn't realise it was him You know
0: It's so good You know But also the fact That there's grown men Walking around With Conway jerseys on That's what we That's the main takeaway From this (laughs) And you guys know That I've looked This past week (laughs)
1: They must have made a killing from merch in this, They know what they're doing, don't they, those Disney cats.
0: Yeah. They really do. do. Did you know you can also get the you know when Bombay the Bombay Letterman coach jacket from later on?
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: You can get that. You can buy that. <laughs> Flipping heck. Next time I come and see you boys when lockdown is over.
1: Oh God. A Bombay Letterman. Letter jacket.
2: <laughs> gorgeous. <laughs> Absolutely gorgeous. Grow out some lovely Bombay hair as well.
0: I'm going to keep growing it, man. I'm going to, you know, doing my best to keep the actual hair that I have <laughs> <You know? laughs> without losing it. Honestly, so, so good. Um but well, that, that's such a good testament to this movie, though, isn't it? That people years later, well, like we're still talking. Like I was on Amazon this week looking at Conway jerseys, and <laughs> then looking at what other members of the cast you could get as a jersey, and whether you could get the the jersey as the jersey from this movie, the old school logo, or the one with the Anaheim Ducks on. You know, uh, like, which way you would want to go with. Uh, But anyway. Incredible
2: cultural imprint. Really?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, this is an hour and a half's worth of talk about, um, and we're like, (laughs) (laughs) we're 10 minutes into the film. (laughs) Or 20 minutes into the film. Yeah, we'll have Um, to speed
2: it up anyway, won't we? Um, We will, we will, will, yeah. So basically, uh, Bombay arrives at practice. Load of disadvantaged kids from clearly poor backgrounds. got no equipment. He's not interested in them. He decides to drive his limo out on the ice and because it's driven (laughs) by Swamp Thing from Con Air, he's well (laughs) up for it because he's a maniac. (laughs) There's a brilliant moment as well. So the kids are like, oh, this is the new coach and they're not impressed. Why would you be? And they decide to, like, sort of <laughs> break into his car and cause general chaos. And there's an <laughs> amazing line from MC Gainey where it, the kids are going wild inside the car, and he said, should I kill one of them to set an example?
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah. Again, oh, you could only do that in the 90s. Exactly. Yeah. That now. You could only do that now.
2: And then this is after um, Bombay has said that he hates kids, they're barely human. So, you know, we're off to a real good We really are. Here in terms- it's just a dick
1: isn't he at this point it's he's just human like being. he's just what about what 20 minutes 25 minutes in and it's just i really don't like this dude what a d- no. douchebag and we've, we've not even got to a match yet it gets even worse when we get into the match situation <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah I, I, again it's just it's this coming together of characters that these 90s movies do so well it's like assembling the team this is what we want now you know the team on and off the ice yeah everyone comes together we see who the characters are we get a flavor for them all we've had loads of these nice little scenes where there's a scene where the kids are following a a dog having fed it chili and um i'm gonna check this online actually because the guy who's chili this is i thought he looked eerily like the guy at the very end of um out to, out for justice, who
3: <laughs> got it. I feel his like we're getting hung up on the wrong details. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, so, yeah, Bombay's in charge. It's the first game against the Hawks. The, the first, first game, game is against, against is. the Hawks, yes. Yeah, and I they're mean, and oh,
0: 9, that's their record.
2: Such a baptism of fire for the new coach, basically. And like the Ducks, bless them, they're up against the Hawks, who were like, kitted out in all the latest gear. And the ducks have like they've got all mismatched kit on and their sticks look old and broken and <laughs> they get absolutely creamed, don't they? Mm. And Bombay's doing nothing. He's yes. not giving them any encouragement at all. He's just he's like, oh it's a, because it's community service, he's just like going through the motions. He's not even going through the motions, he's just stood there
1: watching them having to take a licking from his old coach, Coach Riley. <laughs> I don't understand what Coach Riley's game is, that he does this, he's been doing this for, what, like 20 years? Coaching Wee <laughs> hockey. Like, uh, does he have any aspirations other than ch- child hockey? I don't understand. Uh, no, I, don't, it, I
0: don't think so. It's,
2: <laughs> he's, he's very much in the John Crease Cobra Kai model, isn't he? <laughs> in the sense that he's cl- he was clearly in NARM. And he's taking his PTSD out <laughs> on a load of kids, basically, um, instead of getting the help that he needs because he's a quite a toxic character. Um, and he yeah. really is. And he's he's got a reputation, hasn't he? In the as a winner, and the Hawks win every year,
1: essentially. Apart from that one year <laughs> where uh, Bombay fluffed that penalty, and, and they, they yeah they they've got it up to remind him that they've won every year, apart from that one. As <laughs> a reminder that they didn't. You don't put runner-up pendant. <laughs> Just leave it. <laughs> it's,
0: it's mad. That whole it's... sequence where they meet each other is mad. Uh, and he's like, uh, you know, and George, uh, sorry, I keep wanting to call him George, but Gordon says something like, you know, uh, I'm here, you know, because I have to be of service to the community. You know, and he, he overlooks But I think it's a really classy way of saying that he's got to be there because he's honest. He says, yeah. like, I'm here as part of a court order. But O'Reilly... It, oh, is it O'Reilly or Riley? Riley. Riley, sorry. Is such a massive human turd oh, yeah. that he can't help it. You know, like and um good luck, you're gonna need it. And then it all goes off and all this kind of stuff. And it's one of them brilliant scenes, this, where they there's the they do this juxtaposition of the team who are great and the team who are terrible in the warm ups. You know, with Goldberg in goal. Say, I love the fact that your your handle tonight on the chat is Goldberg. Lovely. <laughs> uh the and he's it, it's great it, that comparison and it's so much fun and it's more character development for me also for bombay you know bombay's a massive poo as well you know so it's <laughs> yeah. it's, it's loads of fun this this first game
2: yeah and they get absolutely creamed oh, yeah, they get annihilated because the hawks are really good uh they have a player called uh Adam Banks he'll come back later that's important and they absolutely annihilate them, and they're bullies as well, aren't they? They're not. They are basically Cobra Kai. Oh, the they horrible. Pee Wee yeah. Ice Hockey le- League. Yeah. They really are. Any Any idea what the score was at the end? I can't remember. I know it was quite one sided. Uh, they, they lost seventeen 0
3: 17 It
2: was the... That's only
0: because every time I come down from work, it's like, Daddy, can we watch Mighty Ducks? <laughs>
1: You've opened a world of pain. I mean, I love this movie, but you just set yourself up for a lifetime of watching this over and over. (laughs) There are worse films to
0: have to watch over and over again.
1: That's true, that's true.
0: So, yeah. Um, And, yeah, obviously they lose. Um, Bombay rips strips off all the kids, you know, tells them they're awful. There's a bit where I think, again, this comes from watching it too many times, but Goldberg is trying to have a drink and he rips... The drink out of his hand. Yeah. And, you know, and says, like, how lazy are you, or something like that. And Goldberg legit looks like he's going (laughs) to cry. And he touches his lip like the straw caught him. Like, and he looks like he's going to go. And I'm thinking, like, yeah, oh, it's so good, this. I love all this kind of stuff. Like, you know, it, it's great. It's great. I'd love to, you know, on the set, that kind of stuff. I bet there's some amazing stories of filming this.
2: Yeah, and the the good thing I like about the film is that the, the squad's quite deep within the ducks, but they all get their own individual yes. moments. Mm. Um, yeah. Like, you can. You might not remember all the characters' names, because there are literally loads there's of loads, them. There's loads, isn't there? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah, there is. Uh but you go, oh, right, so he's the nerdy one, he's the romantic one. He's the funny one. Yeah, he's the funny one. Yeah. Like yeah, they all have a distinct personality, and then obviously the ringleader is Charlie Conway. Um, so that's the first game out mm-hmm. of the way, it goes badly. Second game, I mean, this is even worse. He's got the kids diving all over the shop, hasn't he? This is what <laughs> he's teaching them to do. Because the idea being that if they get enough penalties against them, the other team will lose a player, so that then they'll have an advantage and they might not lose as badly and he's screaming at the kids and he's telling them to take dives and all sorts and like jesse's dad pulls his two kids uh pulls uh jesse and his brother out said i'm not having any of this this is absolutely ridiculous and bombay's like oh for god's sake i can't be doing with this what am i supposed to do coach them or something inspire them or something (laughs) and he can't be doing it and then he sees someone from his past giving
1: him giving him
2: a very disappointed look. Uh, is this yes. Hans? Hans. Yeah.
1: Do you, is, is. There, I mean, I probably missed this. Is there an explanation of who Hans is? I did. I don't know who he is. Uh, just some Norwegian he, dude yeah. who presumably played ice hockey. I have no idea who he is. He's just the
2: kindly yeah. Norwegian ice hockey uh, salesman,
1: basically. <laughs> every every neighbourhood has does. one, don't they? <laughs> yeah, of course. Cool. to put you back on the right path towards redemption <laughs> where's, my, where's my Norwegian hockey paraphernalia uh, salesman when I need him <laughs> he's basically Gabriel from It's a Wonderful Life
0: <laughs> well, uh, yeah he reminded me of you know in Frozen um, Wandering Oaken's Trading Shack like <laughs> you know, like I need some advice. So, oh, there's Wandering Oakens. I can just pop in there, uh, yeah. and get some get some information. Um, and they did, you know, he tries to convince him, like, you, you know, you were so good or whatever, and you know, you yeah. c- you can be good again. Or but if you're a coach, well, whatever. And um, he he gives Gordon some skates, and that pulls him round. Yeah. And that moment of being given those fresh, crisp skates, always, I always thought that was ah, oh, so yeah. cool. Wish someone uh, give that to me.
2: And he goes out skating on the pond, and it's like he's. Born again Yeah. all of a yeah. sudden.
0: It's redemptive. It's great. And it's simple for children to follow. Like he was a baddie and now someone
1: gave him some advice and he can become a goodie. It's not hard. It's great. There's a big part of this movie which is a big heavy handed slap across the face about father figures and absent fathers. And yes, uh, it, it said that Bombay's dad had died when he was young, so he didn't have a dad growing up. And yeah. He looked to Riley as that father figure. He was a little shit. So obviously he's grown up to be as horrible as that. And then he sees this Hans and it's like, oh, well, this is the person you should have been looking up to. Um, because there's loads of paper clippings, isn't there? And you know, I assume it's that Hans who was a good hockey yeah. dude. I mean, it's a bit worrying how interested he was
2: in in this kid's career, but we'll just part <laughs> that to one side.
1: <laughs> Uh, and, and yeah that, that is enough to spur him on to sort of change his ways yeah he basically goes from Mike Bassett to Pep Guardiola yeah. in a night <laughs> he,
3: he upset
1: uh, Charlie Conway during the match because Conway refused to take a dive and he goes yeah. to his um, his house to apologise because his mum's really off on Bombay isn't she she doesn't like yeah, it yeah rightfully so yeah um, <laughs> And yeah, she goes to apologise, and this is where we sort of pivot now. And yeah, what would be what would be the opposite to a heel turn? This is where that <laughs> where it happens in the film.
0: There was some brilliant discussion as what you call the reverse heel turn.
1: Yeah, it's
2: basically a a, a tenet heel turn, so it's inverted.
3: <laughs> <essentially>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the baddie becomes good. Yeah, yes. yeah Instead of putting someone through a barbershop window He just gives him a nice haircut And says, tells him to have a pleasant
0: day <laughs> Well drags him back through Pops him in the chair <laughs> Says whoa you nearly went through the window there mate Can oh, I cut oh, your blimey, hair for you Dangerous, dangerous <laughs> In fact you could go full tenet and say He caught him flying back through the window <laughs> <laughs> Popped him in the chair. Right,
1: it's great this bit because Bombay uh finds his way into the children's hearts. Um, every adult does by buying them loads of shit. <laughs> oh, well, I could not get over this. I mean, one, there's some, there's some brilliant leaps
2: at this moment, but I'm loving all of it. So his apology to Charlie Conway is so good that not only will Charlie rejoin the team, he actually wants Bombay to get off with his mum, right? One <laughs> hell of an apology, that. <laughs> Second, uh, after, a, after a, a decent coaching session that involves some eggs and soft hands and just generally getting back into a more holistic approach to ice hockey, he he goes into his boss's office and says, we need sponsorship for the team. It's like, oh, all right then. How much are you after? 15 grand! 15 (laughs) grand! I nearly fell off my chair watching that. He (laughs) says,
1: yes! What's that in 1992 as well? That's like 30 grand, isn't it? 30, 40 grand. But it's all, I love all this bit, the the bit where he's buying, he goes to hand shop and buys all the kids their gear because obviously they've not got the money their parents haven't got the money to buy them all that stuff. It's just a really ace bit, this. And um, especially when it's to the sweet sound of Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. <laughs> oh, lovely. Yeah.
2: Go okay. for yeah about,
1: uh, uh,
0: it, it was 28 grand. I just did
2: the show. <laughs> $28,000 <000, laughs> just like that. For a kids' hockey team, incredible. <laughs> Again, they do take it seriously. It's like, hey, if we play this right, we might have an actual NHL franchise at the end. <laughs> so it's, it's a sound investment. So good.
1: And they go on a recruitment drive then, and and, and draft in a couple more players. Mm. Yeah. One of which is uh, Danny Tamborelli from uh, The Adventures of Pete and Pete, which <laughs> is a program is a program I reference quite a lot in my everyday life and no one knows what it is. I know, I know what it is. is. It's I such a it good is, yeah. program.
0: It was Nickelodeon, wasn't it? It's Nickelodeon,
1: it was, yeah. yeah. It was
2: Two brothers both called Pete. What more do you need? Yeah, two children
1: <laughs> and the mum with the metal plate at the end. And then the, the his best friend was the strongest man in the world. Who was just this weedy dude in a leotard. Nineties
3: are
0: so weird.
1: It's
3: so so
0: weird. So ace. So flipping ace.
1: Incidentally, starred uh, um, Kevin McAllister's brother in in that as well. He was he was in Pete and Pete. He was the older was brother. The he other was, Pete. Yes. wasn't he? Kevin, you're such a disease. <laughs> Incredible, Uh,
0: and we we move. Where do we go from? Like they start to win. I mean, like what training montage
1: first, Rob? You need a good training montage if you're going to win a sports uh,
0: movie. This uh, this he starts mentioning. Sorry, Hans mentioned something earlier that I do not understand. Right, so this team are zero and nine. Okay, yeah. So then they go and play the Hawks. Then they're zero and ten, and then Hans says a couple of wins and you can still make the playoffs like
2: it's it's well, ridiculous basically, this? basically the top 8 in a 10 team league get into the into the playoffs, right? And one of the teams has already forfeited, so the Ducks are nine, right? So they have is to win one game works? to get into the playoffs. That is, that is hilarious.
1: But isn't that, isn't that how American sports generally work? That, well, it's, like, you it's don't, true, re- yeah. It's I mean, just I, the bottom one find, who don't get into the playoffs or something daft like it's, that. You're it's like, absolutely mad. Because
0: like, um, <laughs> I, I follow the NBA quite a lot, and um, as long as you've got, like, you know, a half, like, .50 winning average... Like, where well, you're in the playoffs. Like, you know, it's and it's an 82-game season.
1: <laughs> the NBA is Unreal. nuts, isn't
0: it? You play like three times oh, honestly, a Honestly, it's insane. Um, and you play on New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, and Christmas Day and Christmas Eve or whatever. You know, <laughs> like, people's insatiable appetite for live sports. Is mad. Um, so yeah, I, I, I couldn't understand it. And then when you put it like that,
2: James, totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah. of course they're in. Course I was like, that, that is generous to say the least. I know they're only the yeah. kids, but that is. They only really need to win someone two has, Someone has to lose. I mean, why would the Hawks but...
0: even bother? Like, you're in the playoffs anyway. They you don't know? have relegation as it is. It's like, right, yeah, not exactly. Our year
2: this year, we'll go again next year. Like... What boring league is it?
0: Like the flipping, you know, it's like the Era División. It's the SPL <laughs> basically. <laughs> It is, isn't it? Hopeless league. Um, so yeah, they start they, they actually they score a goal. Um, I love the montage of putting on the um the lovely um clothes, the uniform. So nice, and he tries to convince them all that I'm a duck. I'll fly with you, you know, and then it's Fulton, the tough new recruit. Oh, yeah. Uh, who says, Yeah, I'll be a duck with you or whatever, you know. I'm a something. duck
2: motherfucker, I think is what <laughs> <laughs> it says. Yeah. So hard. Eldon
0: Henson uh, is his yeah. name. Um, he's got a brother on the
2: cast. He has, the little fella who fancies Connie, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Um, Charlie and uh, uh, Bombay fall out, yeah. and but Bombay manages to mac on Charlie's mum. <laughs>
2: There's one thing in this rise of the Ducks that I don't necessarily agree with, right? So thanks to Hans, the guy who knows way too much about peewee hockey. (laughs) (laughs) He realises that basically the best player for the Hawks is living outside of the, the jurisdiction lines for which team you should play for. So basically, Bombay armed with this <laughs> with this information and this poor kid <laughs> has played an entire season for the Hawks and were the best team right he goes over and goes i'm having that kid Basically, he's coming to play for me or he's not playing at all. And I think that's a really shitty move, to be honest. I know he's good. Yeah. You know, and the Hawks are shits, but they are all his mates as well at the same time. It's like, by the way, you're not going to be able to play with your friends because I've got a weird grudge against your coach (laughs) that has been going on for 25
3: years. (laughs) Ah, ah, ah. You're
2: going to come and play for me and my team now. I don't care if you enjoy playing for the Hawks or not.
1: (laughs) Like, get over here. I feel really sorry for Adam Banks during this film because, for that exact reason, and then when he comes to join the Ducks, because he just wants to play hockey, so he's like, "Yeah, of course I'll come yeah. and play for you. I just want to play hockey. It's my, it's my passion." And they all hate him to begin with. <laughs> it's like <Yeah. laughs> just this <laughs> poor kid. Cheater. Just being I mean, yeah. thrown around, putting from the best team to the shittiest team, and now they all hate him. And they're and, and uh, Jesse in particular gives him a hard time. Yeah, Jess I don't think Jesse's a particularly
0: nice kid. Actually, you know, um and there's a few. I don't think are particularly nice kids, <laughs> but they work because they're all like different uh, molecules in this entity, aren't they? You know, yeah, different yeah. or different, yeah, that that make this team work. You know,
2: but the Banks thing is important because basically, Adam Banks' his dad is not happy with this at all, and he happens to be oh, yeah. friends with, oh yeah, uh, of with Gordon Banks. Uh, is it Gordon? Gordon, Gordon Bombay. Bombay? Gordon Banks? He's Gordon a, Banks. Actually, <laughs> he's a World Cup winning goalkeeper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyway, it basically he goes, your guy's pinched my kid and I want him to play for the Hawks. And he goes in there and basically starts moaning because he's friends with uh, Bombay's boss, his actual yeah. job. Yeah. And Bombay refuses to let Banks go back to the Hawks. Uh, so basically he's fired on the spot. For- <laughs> <laughs> from his job, it's it's the most it's an absurd
0: thing to do that the boss does.
2: Bear in mind that the boss is sponsoring Bombay's team, so surely he would want Banks to come over and play for his team to make it better. Yeah, yeah, I never thought about that. <laughs> it doesn't make any you know, sense. Like it's, it's a nice business deal.
0: Yeah, let's shake on it. Let's get the best player in the league over at our exactly. place. Exactly, Bombay, you've played another
2: blinder you know like that would be the reaction yeah oh Bombay you've really taken to this it's like oh no no but I'm sort of mates with his dad so let's send him back to where he is and then Bombay has a full mental breakdown in the office starts quacking at his fire with fire. Uh, you know, Surely this this all goes back to Riley.
0: Oh yeah, Riley's Brandly Riley's implanted this behavior. Like yeah, brain. yeah, Riley's implanted this behavior in Bombay. But he's also everyone is subservient to him. Like I have to go and play for that absolute lunatic <laughs> <laughs> the horse coach. I have to go and be one of his minions. I can't not. And and like oh dear, it's an it's nonsense. But it's brilliant and it makes the movie work. It has it to does. happen. Um, and it gives the the ducks that extra
2: edge. The banks is one of them. Yeah. Suddenly. So anyway, through a confluence of nonsense, they end up in the final <laughs> against the Hawks, as you as you would imagine. And cool. it, it, it's a It's the big game. It's for, it's for all the marbles here. And quite frankly, yeah. it's the greatest hockey match ever in the history of the sport. Hundred percent. Hundred
0: percent. Absolutely. No, it, it, it's so so enthralling. This, um, I couldn't agree more. It's no, but this you could watch this. And enjoy it. And I don't care what age you are. It's a story about a, a less good team coming up against a much better team. And the less good team finds a way to win. And it's silly at times. It's shot really well, uh, even though it's still soft it, the focus. The sound's <laughs> really good as well. All the
1: like, sound effects. Yeah. Like, the way it's been all mixed together. is It's so over the top, but it's really, really the good. The score's so triumphant as well. Like, yeah, the oh, it's score's great. Yeah. What do you think it is about American sports? That translates so well to screen because mm-hmm. football, which is our sort of biggest sport, there's not many good football movies, are there? Especially when it's no, I can't
0: post. can't really think of one. If I'm really apart from Kez, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't really call
2: that a football film.
1: I saw someone mention the Dam United, but it's not really a football film. It's more of a bio. No, it's a character. About, movie, yeah, it's about him. Yeah,
2: like, I mean Mike Bassett, England manager.
1: I'm I'm big on Jimmy Grimble. I really like it. There's only one Jimmy Grimble. That's really good. But there's something about football that doesn't translate very well to screen. But American sports, they do. And like ice hockey in this instance, and the stream of American football movies, what just translates so well. What What is it? What is it? I think it's a
2: number of different things. So I think with with American football, there's a lot of natural stoppages in the yes. game so that you can set up and see sort of tactical elements and sort of get a better idea of the chess battle that's going in on within the game. Mm. I think their sports tend to have a lot more points, so a lot more incident. Like a, a yeah. football match can be amazing and it can just be one nil, which means yeah. there's only one goal, which is <laughs> you highlight essentially. Yeah. I remember someone saying this in documentary once about, about American sports, that, that Americans like points, they like incident to happen a lot of the time, which is why basketball has a lot of points and so does American football. And given the right circumstances, hockey, because it's quite a small area that you're playing in, there tends to be quite a few goals. So I think it's just more that there's more incident in their sports, whereas football is not a stop-start there's a lot of possession in midfield, there's a lot of throw-ins <laughs> yeah. and corners and stuff yeah. like that. Like... So what
1: you're saying is football is a boring sport, basically. But...
2: <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to the layman, to the layman, it is, yeah. Like, if you're going to the cinema to watch it and go, oh, this is a story about this in the final that just... It went, it was nil nil for 90 minutes, and then someone scored <laughs> yeah. in the 94th minute in stoppage time. It's like, yeah, to me, that sounds amazing. And, right, yeah, it was a yeah. real battle of wills. But to someone who's not into the sport, they'd be like, oh, what? And the thing is, because we're not avid fans. Of the of ice, well, certainly I'm not. Anyway, an avid fan of ice hockey. I don't know the ins and outs. But someone who knows a lot about ice hockey might watch this film and go, "Well, that's a load of rubbish." But it, (laughs) but it works for me actually. (laughs) Uh, I I think
0: certainly um, I've thought about this loads um, because there's um, I really enjoy watching American sports, but there's a big difference between watching British sports and and American sports, and the big one for me is the amount of timeouts and. Those pauses, when you translate those to a cinematic um, experience, when you're writing that, you can be writing stuff and you can always throw in a timeout to cut to what people are thinking and saying on the sideline. Mm -hmm. Dialogue and those those relationships on the sideline can ramp up the drama in-game, which you can't do with football. You can't stop the game so you can have a good chat and do some exposition. (laughs) You can't do that, but you can do in cinematic sports, uh, in cinematic versions of the American sports. Um, and also I think that um, American sports are all, like you say, James, they're all, they love drama, you know, mm-hmm. and incident-based. And they build to crescendos, American sports. So, you know, when you get to the fourth quarter of, of, of basketball, even if you're 20 points behind, it's not unheard of, 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 of for teams to go on a 17-point run and build yeah. it back to like, you know, it, it's it's every single one of these sports is built for a crescendo, especially American football. That's why I think there's so many good American football movies because it doesn't matter what the score is, really. You could get into that fourth quarter and as long as you know it's not absurd, which it is once in a blue moon, you can still fight back and get something out of it, you know? yeah, And... Because there's so many characters. There's a huge cast of characters. You've got the the offensive line, the defensive line. They're two separate teams, essentially. So you can have loads of characters, loads of little internecine and relationships and stuff like that. And I think American sports is built for a hotbed of drama where we're a lot more, you know, like, what, what, has there ever been a red hot movie about cricket. <laughs> yeah, there
2: should be. So, uh, there's <laughs> yeah, there probably some be. good Bollywood ones.
0: Yeah, 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 but, but the Bollywood ones have a really good way of snazzing things up. In <laughs> fact, you know, like there's actually a cricket themed crime thriller out this year. Wow. Um, if you want wickets, he'll give them. Yes.
2: Oh, incredible. <laughs> But well, yeah, it's run. the same with like God, running rug- out to get that. With like rugby, football, cricket, I just don't think our sports translate that That's way right. that way in the same way. As Rob said, there's not enough stop start. Although some some would argue that cricket never starts, but <laughs> they don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, love a test match mate. five days nobody wins brilliant (laughs) (laughs) but
0: like it's only the British that can say that that's the only the only way that's acceptable I know like trying to explain cricket to an American audience is
2: not an easy thing to do. Five days that match lasted. Who won? Nobody. It was a draw. <laughs> and it was they brilliant. played too much, so <laughs> yeah. it was a draw. They literally played too much. <laughs> or oh, it rained for three days, so there wasn't enough time to play.
0: <laughs> no, but like the, I mean, and, and this is no denigration at all. But the American sports system seems to like offering second chances or a chance to come back and win. And it's it's like it's designed to constantly give you second chances, and second chances equal drama. I think that's why, I think that's the best evidence. And I would go so far as to say that our discussion in the last five minutes on this topic is one of the most succinct discussions on this you will find anywhere. <laughs>
2: yes, I would say so as well.
1: It is is just interesting, though, isn't it? They they do make for very good movies. Plus,
2: they they have so much more money to spend on their movies as well, which helps
1: (laughs) (laughs) production. Well, they have so much money to spend on their sports programs by the looks of it. And also, people go and watch them,
0: you know, so it's not outrageous. Like, if I were to do a high school soccer movie here, and say, yeah, twenty thousand people came. Twenty thousand people didn't come and watch me on a Saturday morning. Twenty people. Came. 20 yeah, 000. yeah, I was
1: lucky. I was literally all... lucky if there was someone I didn't recognise. And it was and like a dog eighteen. Ran across the pit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> eighteen of them were the were the aggressive dads, and then <laughs> yeah, the player. Yeah. And then there was a guy just walking his dog who just fancied watching for a bit.
3: <laughs> so
1: uh, seriously, like we did, and
0: and that the, the fact that there's pressure on these on these athletes gives drama as well, you know. So yeah, I think. I think if you want to know why American movies are good on cinema, you come to FYI, we'll tell you. Yeah,
2: There's tons of incidents, and this match is no exception. There's tons of incidents. So the Ducks are down, they come back. Bombay's a real man-manager at this moment. He's mm-hmm. all about the motivation that every single player is really willing to go through a brick wall for him and Riley could sense the ducks coming back into it so he goes full John crease at this moment and he sends one of the kids out to to sort out Banks who's causing all manner of problems all over the ice and this kid puts Paul Banks in hospital
1: <laughs> it's really it's brutal disgrace. he throws him into it's the a disgrace. throws him into the net after he scores does not he and then he just does he's just like knocked out and it, like, broken the,
2: collarbone or something, yeah. Is this horrendous. the origin story of a serial killer? Because what a
3: horrible <laughs> little kid! It's really yeah, horrible. I
2: laughed out loud because like they crash him into the into the goal as he scores. Like he still scores. He's that good. But he's he's really badly hurt. And then one of his ex-teammates is on the floor. he's like he looks up to his aggressor and goes, what did you do? And he went, my job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. And then
2: he ends up in the sim bin anyway. And then we have the flying V and it's, oh, it's oh, fantastic. Flying
0: v. It's ace. It works. And it's all
2: shot really well. Um, yeah. And, and they win. Well, well we've got to you talk know, about this because this is very much screenwriting 101 that we've got here. So it goes to four all, doesn't it? And then Conway ends up in the exact same position. Uh, Bombay was in at the start of the movie so he's he gets brought down it's a penalty he's got a one-on-one with the keeper to to win the match for the Ducks and basically Bombay gives uh, Charlie Conway the advice that he should have received 20 years yes. earlier so maybe Charlie Conway won't grow up to be a massive scum <laughs> <back>. <laughs> He then has to go on community service to find his soul again. Um, <laughs> he nails it, doesn't he? He hits the triple D that uh, Bombay f- failed to pull off back in the day. It, it flicks in off the post. Gordon's shot famously hit the post and came out. The Ducks win. Everybody's having a bloody lovely time. Coach Riley is killed, hopefully, in the car park afterwards. Cake eater, cake eater. <laughs> What what is a triple deke? It's just a uh, I think it's like a step over in football basically. It's a deke ah, it's a dummy. Yeah, I think um, so. To right, make the right, make okay. the keeper go one way and then you take it around him and flick it in the net.
0: Oh, a triple one sounds absolutely outstanding.
2: Complicated, yeah. yeah. It's it's like when Ronaldo does a ton of step overs <laughs> the or when love, he used to when he used to play out on the wing.
0: I love this, you know, like <laughs> this is on ice, you know, this, oh, <laughs> Yeah. know. incredible, yeah. It's totally that's the thing, forget like, that.
2: Not only do you have to be good at the sport, you have to be able to ice skate as well. Yeah. That's incredible. Oh, I know. It's
0: ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely absurd. Um, and they win, and there's bonding and happiness. Yeah. And they're the champions uh, of the pre. Well, I think that was what Stephen Brill's script was originally titled, I think, actually. Um, and thus endeth the movie. Well,
2: not quite, because Bombay's off to pursue his dream as a hockey player, even though he's oh, was, completely over the hill that. at yeah. this stage. You can't become a hockey player when you're 30. You've missed the boat, mate. (laughs) (laughs) So he's off to play non-league hockey, basically, like lower league stuff, because earlier he took them out on an outing, didn't he? And he ran into some kindly Canadians who said they'd get him a a trial because he was really good when he was 12. (laughs) What fucking nonsense is this? (laughs) So yeah, now you can be paid to play because you were really good when you were 12, but you haven't skated, let alone picked up (laughs) the stick since then. On the legacy
0: of this moment and this film, um, I uh, l- just typed into Google Triple Deke hockey. And I ended up on Reddit, the discussion on Reddit, and it just says the Triple Deke is <laughs> is now um, commonplace in hockey because of the failure of Gordon Bombay. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: it's not a real person. Another it's not cultural a real touch. person. Yeah.
2: So, not because exactly. of the <laughs> success of Charlie Conway, because of the. No, final, oh, exactly. You know, <laughs> golden Bomber.
0: <laughs> oh, dear. It's so funny. Um, so,
2: what would you say, then, lads, is your favourite bits of Mighty Ducks? All of it. Uh, we've discussed it a little bit already, and despite my own childhood trauma of attempting this, the Flying V. It's just so (laughs) thrilling. The cohesion, the skill, the rising triumphant score as they approach the goal. And Jesse's dad absolutely loving it in the crowd when his son knocks the puck home. Uh, It ties the game, makes it 4-4. It's absolutely glorious. And I just love that moment. Amazing. Tactical masterclass
1: from Coach Bombay. Yeah. I had so many favourite bits in this. I'm not sure whether it's because I'm like in an extremely sensitive, in emotional state at the moment uh, because I've been stuck in the house for so many months. <laughs> but there was about four or five moments where I proper welled up watching this film. The bit where they all got their jerseys and all these kids just got given this equipment which they'd never been given before. They were they were playing the sport with with broken sticks and and magazines in their shin pads and in their shin as shin guards and stuff like that. <laughs> that was great when they scored their first goal like that made me well up which was just, oh yeah it's great um and and then every scene uh with um with Fulton reading it as well i just think as a character this outsider who his existence is a myth um and then they bring him into the team and just the friendship of it all just i just love i just love that whole aspect of the film how it was bringing these outsiders in together to be mates and just, it's just a lovely
0: movie. (laughs) I'd I'd agree hugely. Um, I I think, I I don't want to (laughs) say something childish, but I'd love, you know, um, when they're pulling faces on the outside of the limo and they're like, pulled up against it. For some reason i just it it it's character development for me and i really re- like those kids i just really like it it's schwartz and uh, aaron schwartz and goldberg um who are, are doing it i don't know just that whole early bit where they first meet the ducks and they're in the limo together and they bond and they're with bombay and he doesn't want to be with them and goldberg apparently drops a massive heart <laughs> and, <laughs> and he says it's not him and in that whole sequence all the little characters get played we haven't mentioned um what's his name um
1: which one is he the funny one averman, averman. yes matt
0: doherty les averman
2: yeah
1: cooking with the brewster <laughs> the Candymeister. The
2: Candymeister. <laughs> i don't think he ever gets on the ice Averman, to be honest with you.
0: No, well, he scored, like, by the time we get to the third one, he's scoring incredible, crucial goals in, <laughs> in major games. So he's a key cog in this machine. Most improved um, duck. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Couldn't stand up initially. <laughs> well, none of them God. It's a disgrace this team won. Yeah.
2: <laughs> It was like hypnosis. Imagine imagine the post-note afterwards. The trophy was later taken away from the Ducks as they'd all failed their their drug tests. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't Ah. put it past Bombay to be pumping them through a performance (laughs) (laughs) Um, What? So,
0: right, for your reconsideration, the Mighty Ducks, uh, James, who's your pick, you'll go last side. Do you want to lead us in?
1: Yeah, well, as you guys know, I am a total sucker for Disney movies. Um, and there will always be a place in my heart for the Mighty Ducks. It is a wee bit twee and perhaps a little too safe in the filmmaking side of things, but films like this aren't made to like break new ground or win awards on um, that, you know, that that's not what they're being made for. They're there to lift spirits and make you feel good. And especially as a kid, for I remember vividly did that for me in spades. As a joyous, inspirational kids' movie that teaches the right lessons about inclusion, honest sportsmanship, and being part of a team, ultimately it does that. It doesn't start off that way, but it does get there in the end. <laughs> um, I, I just think it's pretty much perfect for, for for those things. What it's going out to do, you just can't you can't fault it. Um, I mean, I don't have kids, but if I ever do, uh, this film will absolutely be firmly on the list of must-watches. <laughs> I think wicked.
0: Um... I echo everything. Um I think if you're going to pan this movie because it you know it doesn't achieve cinema greatness like you you know you hope, then you are watching this for entirely the wrong reasons. Um if you take this film for exactly what it is and what it tries to do, it's a kid's movie about aspirational sports stuff and how sport can bring people together and how there's redemption available for everybody, even if you're a blood-sucking lawyer. <laughs> um, and uh, what's not to like about that? Um, the sports sequences, the hockey sequences are all really, really fun and engaging. They and really dynamic. are,
1: aren't they? They're really they really are. It.
0: They really are. It made hockey look so cool. For me, there's no mystery watching this 20 years later, um, to see that, God, yeah, everyone, no, it's 30 years later, isn't it? Um, the God, everyone was, you know, like, no wonder everyone went going to play hockey after this, you know, cause it brought people together. It was cool. You know, it made it look so exciting and it made you, it looked heroic yeah. playing hockey, which was very attractive to young people. I'd imagine at the time, me included. So, um, yeah, I think if you don't like this because it doesn't ascribe to what you think is, mm, cinema, grow up. <laughs> just, <laughs> just grow up, seriously. It's a kid's movie, and uh, what it's trying to achieve, is absolutely faultless, and it's loads of fun. James?
2: Yeah, so as I sort of touched on earlier, I hadn't seen this for over 20 years, so it's always a bit of a punt when you just go for something that you liked as a kid because it might not hold up. Uh, but it was actually a lot better than i thought it would be um so it works as a charming underdog story the kids are pretty good for the most part uh, and i found myself cheering the ducks on as they made their way to glory even though i know how the film ends on this occasion though it's the bombay character and his journey that really struck a chord It's a pitch perfect performance from Emilio Estevez and I got such a kick out of watching his cynicism melt away as he rediscovered his passion for the sport that he loved. It's a bit 90s and a bit cheesy in places, but this is a brilliant, wholesome sports movie that the whole family can enjoy as it genuinely has something for everyone. I think there's stuff here for the kids and the adults Mm. and I can't wait to dig into the rest of
1: the franchise. Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch the sequel as soon as I can. I think. so eager to watch the next one
0: can I um talk about those because obviously the kids um were their appetites have been whetted, whetted. for <laughs> Mighty Ducks action so I've had to mainline this entire franchise um so t- t- today is Thursday tomorrow uh, Mighty Ducks game changes uh hits Disney plus we are booked in tomorrow night for <laughs> the first episode of that because um when we watched Mighty Ducks um, for the first time for the podcast, they absolutely loved it. Uh, we did a whole movie night, popcorn and hot dogs and all that kind of stuff for it. It was it was a lovely family occasion. And at the end, um, I said, keep sitting, keep sitting, but close your eyes. And I navigated to the trailer on Disney Plus of Game Changers. And they watched it and they didn't know what it was. And then it was like, it's hockey. What is this hockey? And then they saw Esther Fez and it was like, Bombay!
3: You know, they like...
0: <laughs> Honestly, a huge reaction in the living room. It was so great. Uh, so we're tuned in tomorrow night. But they love D2. They loved that. Um D2 stay
2: insane from D2 what I Gray, isn't it? It like, is, I mean it's like the it's Olympics, not very sensitive it?
0: culturally. It's, yeah, it's the you know. good the junior goodwill games. Yeah. And they've got a guy from Texas, so he must be a rodeo guy. <laughs> you know, um it's a bit it's a bit grim. But um again, it's great. Um Bombay's hair is not so good in this one. But uh, it's like a really massive floppy McDonald's M. But he's still invested. The third one is the one that I find the most fascinating now, actually, because Charlie is now, he says he's 14 in it. He's six foot with a broken voice. Isn't, I mean, uh, isn't forgive the third me, guys. One the college I wasn't one. like that 40. Yeah. So there's got the stakes of the Junior Goodwill Games, essentially like the Junior Olympics in the second one. And then this is just, um, they go to um, like a prep school
1: Oh, and right.
0: um the the varsity team are really good but the ducks have been drafted in to be the oh. junior varsity team. Well, that's and so there's no stakes. <laughs> it's not like what a fall from grace. This is, you know, for the ducks. Uh, but Estefez is only in it for about 3 scenes. And um do you know th- th- why it, that
2: was? Why? Because he wasn't contracted to come back, but he did a deal with Disney that he directed a small film. And uh, he would come in and do an appearance in The Mighty Ducks if they distributed his directorial effort. Oh, seriously? Effort. And I think they put it in four theatres and one of the theatres flooded. Oh, my <laughs> god! But they got him back to do another Mighty Ducks movie well, that he didn't really want to do. <laughs> the, the, the Bombay of one
0: and two, this is one of the greatest phoning it in performances of all time. He He doesn't even look like... He's, he's there, his eyes are glazed over. He's looking off into the distance. He doesn't look like he's part of anything here. But there are a couple of scenes where he comes back and he does a bit of rabble rousing or whatever. Um, but it's very awkward. Charlie is an absolute turd in this film. He's horrendous. All the other kids are great, uh, as you'd expect. And then um, you've got uh, this last 30 minutes, which I, is no joke, I think one of the best, Sporting thirty minutes in in a film I've ever seen. It's the most. It's absolutely outstanding, and I don't. That's. There's no filibustering for me there. No no aggrandizement there. That is just. It is brilliantly photographed. Br- brilliantly edited. It's amazing the last thirty minutes of that film. Um, and it's about something I couldn't care less. It's like an inter class game. <laughs> is that the Yeah, I just couldn't care. I just couldn't care less. Obviously still the arena's full <laughs> of course but it's, yeah, it's it's but it's definitely worth watching for that brilliant last half hour um, and I can't wait for Game Changers tomorrow night. Tune in for Mighty Ducks podcast where we'll spin off, spin off podcast I know, about yeah. Ducks. Oh, lads, brilliant. that felt like such a cathartic trip to our childhoods. Um, oh, yeah. thank you for sure. picking that one, James. Um, next time we've got a uh, one of our specials. It's a listener request. So by the time this comes out, please chuck your. Suggestions to us: um, We'll take on all comers. We'll pick four that sound like they fit the wheelhouse, and we'll go with it and stick a poll up, and we'll see what we're well, doing. Well, three
1: and Black Rain—that's the the general. <laughs> yeah, Black <laughs> Rain <yeah>, definitely. <laughs>
0: that? Yeah, Black Rain, yeah, because it comes up every single poll. Actually, um, <laughs> if you yeah. want to get
2: in our good books, vote for Black Rain. None of us have seen it, and we we'll want to see it. And we, we do want to see it. We genuinely because nobody legit votes legit for it.
0: <laughs> And there's also that North Sea hijack Roger Moore movie I'd like to see <laughs> that keeps getting mentioned. I'd really like to see that too. Anyway, um, thank you so much, uh, lads. It's been brilliant to hang out with you again, uh, as it always is. Uh, thank you all for listening. Please tune in next time for the listener special. And, uh, and yeah, give us um, five stars on your subscription service of choice. And, yeah, tune in next time. I'm going to go off and learn the Triple Deke. <laughs> need to find out what one is. I, I don't know. Can't believe you don't
1: know it already. Quack.